New on Curiosity Stream. Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Kim Kardashian. Tycoons are in many ways the lifeblood of society. They are willing to put everything out there. They're willing to lose everything. See how the super elite use their money and power to shape our lives on Tycoons. Plus, from Japan's unbreakable super code to the algorithm mining your Bitcoin, we're breaking down the world's most famous encryptions on cracking the code. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Okay, time to check, check, mic, check. Check, 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 check the mic. Like, you know, like I could hear myself in my ears, but right now I can't. I think that's probably I just hear you in my ears. Yeah, that's probably why we had a a hell of a time talking, like, without cutting each other off. Let's try not to do that today. Let's see how it goes. First, I want to say, I'll make you a promise. <laughs> you will be cut off. Okay, thanks. Um, the sound levels are good, though. You, you felt like they were okay? I, I felt like the last video was the best we've ever had. There was no major mistake. There was no major obvious errors. In terms of technicalities? Or in terms of content? Technicalities. Yeah, it's pretty solid. The content's fucking amazing. Every every episode, come on. This is record-breaking, award-winning stuff. There's no doubt. Yeah, there's absolutely. no doubt. So yeah, we'll be we'll be we'll be getting interviewed by the big media stations any day now. So, um, good morning, Mr. TK. How are you today? Good morning. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> Yeah, Once you, again. I, I always like that soft approach for the recording time, you know? <laughs> I never really know when you're starting. I've been going on and off for a while here. But uh, go. who knows what I'm going to use. But uh, I would imagine just the last time I press record, since I really am not doing much editing at all right now. Yeah, I get it. But sometimes the beginning is unworthy of being seen. I, I think the heavy, heavily edited um, videos, you know, are, are good for some people, but you know, for the conversational podcasts, you know, people want to get the whole, the whole story, no and, punches pulled. But, and, and this is where you come for the whole story. There's no doubt about it. So if speaking it, of punches pulled, Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. Last night. Oh, look at you starting things what, off with a fight, a real fight. What, what does that mean for the Toronto real estate market? Um, absolutely I, I, nothing. I don't know. I would imagine that that fight last night would have generated a ton of revenue for a lot of businesses. Normally, normally, yes, normally. that would have been a uh, a Wild Wing or a uh, Shoeless Joe's or whatever. Maybe, maybe Adamson have, Barbecue. Maybe you'd Ab- go Adamson there. Barbecue could have could have got some good uh, customer uh, reach on that one. But either way, here we are. It looks like. Some things are here uh, that are trying to make their comeback, right? With no fans, uh, all the sports that they're talking about. I don't know if we're going to get into this right away, but hey, why not just keep the sports stuff quick and simple? The Rogers Center. Ooh, you jumped ahead pages and pages. Absolutely. Pages. What's going on with the Rogers Center, Dale? This is a Tell b- me. big story. There were so many articles. There's backlash there is drama there's excitement depending on where you stand on this spectrum rogers You're a baseball fan what's the baseball fan perspective well here let me read the headline rogers reportedly plans to demolish rogers center build new ballpark in its place this is misleading this is not so so as a as a ball fan this is mm-hmm. amazing why I don't get it. I'm not. I love the the Rogers Center. I go there. I think it's state of the art. It was state of the art a long time ago. (laughs) And listen, it's amazing in a city where it snows and rains to be able to have a dome, especially Mm -hmm. one that opens and closes. It it, it is rather amazing. But as far as like sight lines are concerned, like even in the good seats, I, I had season tickets behind the. Uh, first base dugout 
just a little past the dugout. And the whole game, you're like, you're turning your head. I had neck problems by the end of the season because of how everything's kind of positioned. But it's just, it's too big. Like, it's felt empty for, like, 20 years. Mm, right? So true. you go there, yeah. and it's like, there's no ambiance in there unless there's 50,000 people going bananas. Yeah. Right? Which only the UFC has done. But more importantly, I mean, this has nothing to do with baseball. This has nothing to do with the Blue Jays. This has to do with a huge development play. Yes, I 100% huge agree Huge development with you. play. All of a sudden. Let's talk about it. Brookfield. I don't know how Brookfield's involved, but all of a sudden Brookfield Asset Management is involved as a partner with Rogers, who I'm sure some of you must know. Rogers is a big developer now. They have a seven tower or i don't even know how many tower site in mississauga that is mm -hmm. under development at the moment but i mean these guys own some real estate and this is as good as it gets so they're planning on building i think condos office retail everything smaller stadium and somehow they've figured out a way to cram all of that in there but this now is they a have a lease on the land though who has a lease on the land Rogers. That's a lot of that city-owned land. This was purchased back in 2004. Yeah. I don't think well, I don't I don't know that there's a land lease component. I know they bought the land from CN like way back when they were building the thing. Well, I hate to be fact-checking uh at the beginning of our video today, but uh yeah, that, that's what it is. It's city city-owned city-owned land or federally-owned land, something like that that is leased and that the $25 million purchase price is really just for the rights to the land. And that lease is, uh, you know, very long. So they got lots of years ahead of them, probably enough to be able to build an 80 story tower and demolish it by the time it's life expectancy is over. We will definitely have to revisit that. I remember I was okay. on Wikipedia this morning and I don't remember reading that, but I yep. didn't really, you know, it wasn't a very in depth, research process i glanced through things found what worked with the the narrative i was yeah. trying to push here it's it's a 99 year lease and it's uh when did it start 2088 2099 year lease so okay. it would have been june money. 5th 1989 how much goes till 2088 how much are they paying i don't know that's a good question i wasn't privy to the to the deal that's why that $25 million mark seems so cheap, right? Like, think about it, $25 million for that property in 2004? Like, but, that's crazy. Well, so I, I, I did do a little bit of digging. So originally, they estimated that the Sky Dome, I don't know what this yeah. Rogers Center nonsense is, but the Sky Dome was originally supposed to cost $150 million. How much did it actually cost, TK? Don't look at your screen. I'm not looking at the screen. I think it was uh, 500 million, something like that. $570 million. Do you know what? Yeah. When I was in construction, if I had an overrun like that on a site, do you know what my <laughs> clients would have done? <laughs> you would have had no clients. They would have been like, they would have all forget this guy. Committed suicide. It's not a good situation to so, be in. So, so then a company called Sportsco International LLC purchased the site in 1999 for $80 million out of receivership. Yeah. So I guess surprise, that's surprise. where the lease included as part of the deal. I, I got to look into this lease part. It's throwing me for a loop. I got to tell you. Sorry, sorry at all. I'll keep but my mouth okay. shut next No, time. it's good. I like being wrong. It's fun. It happens quite, quite often. I'm used to it. I'm just so used to it now, yeah. So 2004, Rogers bought it for $25 million. And oh, sorry. In that sports code deal, they bought it for eighty million, but they sold the hotel to Renaissance for thirty-one million. Smart. Yeah. So I guess out of their pocket, if I do the math, is only forty-nine million. Okay. Still, then they lost money five years later, selling it to Rogers for twenty-five million. The steal of the century. Five hundred and seventy million dollar building not including the land just the construction costs mm -hmm. and they get the i guess they didn't get the land so they get the building for a little bit a little bit of a discount yeah and now yeah, there's definitely there's definitely a development play of some sort rogers isn't going to just start 
revitalizing the uh, or or rebuilding the entire um, Blue Jays stadium because they they care about the fans' necks. All right, <laughs> that's that's so, not what's happening. What a missed opportunity between last year and this year, where the Jays aren't going to play there to have actually knocked the thing down and made some progress. So how how the first of all, it's going to take like five six years to get this thing approved, the way mm-hmm. that they're going to do it. So. We won't see anything there for a long time. I guess it'd be pretty smart to build a stadium somewhere else and actually just turn this into all condos, which is probably what will end up happening. Right? Why do we need to have the Blue Jays play in the absolute heart of the city, like around all the other busy, like it just the traffic, the, the, the go stations, like everything is overrun every time there's a Blue Jay game. Like I get it. It's exciting it's when you're down there that. with the kids. Well, how do you how do you play a season and knock the thing down and build a place in the same lot? Well, you can't. So I think the exhibition grounds. Ooh. That Back would be where you build it. Back to the exhibition. You, well, you, you know may, what I mean. You may Bemo not Field. be old enough. But the exhibition stadium where the Jays started. There you go. I wasn't old enough. No. Look at you. You don't even know. We used to. We used no. to go to games. This guy was built when I was a little kid, and I was like, "That's where the Blue Jays play." This I, is a new team. I used to sit in the snow in the right field bleachers at the exhibition yeah. stadium, and these were like not even seats. This was just benches. Yeah. Very uncomfortable. Very cold. Yeah. Your but... your your butt's on fire. Your neck is hurt. You're you're a Blue Jays like Offici- aficionado. Aficionado. Anyways. Yeah. So, but this is. Th- the steal of the century because what was built for 570 million must be worth ripping down if you only pay 25 million for it and now in an environment where like that i don't even know what that property would be worth right now holy cow if it was only a development site if they were to buy something else or lease something else from the city to put a new stadium on somewhere where there's another subway station or who knows where put it out at islington and like the queensway Right? Why not? There's like, what's the difference? You know, you got to go to the Jays game. People are going to go. You're going to go. You build it, they will come. Put it somewhere on that Up Express, somewhere out near the airport. Like, who gives a crap? Exactly. Vaughn. Vaughn needs a, a Blue Jays stadium. We'll call them the Vaughn Blue Jays. Vaughn Blue Jays. Buffalo Blue Jays. Yeah. Nobody cares where they play. It doesn't no, matter. No, it's the Blue Jays. We know, we know where they're from. All right. So we enough, remember Joe Carter. Enough about the Blue Jays, right? Okay. All right. So where I tried to segue into and i thought i had done it brilliantly but we we moved over to the blue jays you never tell me the plan adamson's barbecue big news we'll we'll touch on this quickly so this story of a young entrepreneur with a barbecue restaurant in etobicoke which i heard is fantastic which which must be fantastic because people are like uh this is some serious stuff going on because of this restaurant (laughs) Adamson Barbecue set to open for indoor dining today against Ontario rules turns into Toronto Public Health shuts down Etobicoke restaurant for allowing indoor dining in defiance of COVID-19 measures, which turns into out of jail on bail, Skelly's Barbecue revolt rolls on. (laughs) So this guy has been shut down, livelihood disappears. What do you think his GoFundMe is at right now for the Adamson Barbecue Legal Defense Fund? You, two, our listeners can um, 232, Google that. 232. $267,000. To defend him. Is he going to defend meet, him? Is he going to need that out. much? Is he's he, who's, he, who's he getting to represent him? But is, does he need $200,000 to represent him in this case? What? He's getting OJ's lawyers. This That's is, what he's doing. This is amazing. I mean, hopefully he can... Uh, stay in business after this stunt man because this is great publicity absolutely yeah he should start a franchise get those barbecues <laughs> rolling man way to go mr speaking Skelly. of barbecue no um no rib fest this year that's like that's my one like you know is that your i eat go-to? pretty healthy all year like rib fest is like that one day that i just get to go and like just pig out on gravy and sauces and meats and all the good stuff you know i've never but, been hey, there i've seen the the little good. lawn signs all over the place but i've never gone to rib yeah. fest i'm not a big yeah, rib guy fun. yeah they're, they're fun bring the kids that kind of stuff sounds like a party so i think a lot of this uh behavior being displayed over at this restaurant has something to do with uh canada's new lockdowns could halt recovery 
cost up to 200,000 jobs forecasts. Mm. People are getting that cuckoo. Yeah, that's the part where they're talking about like um, the immediate jobs, right? Like all the immediate people who are who are actually going to be losing their jobs because of the new lockdown. But then how much more lost income is there from all the people who are like employed underemployed yeah hundreds of thousands hundreds of thousands of employed canadians aren't working at all while unemployment has recovered under underemployment remains more than 50 percent above pre-pandemic levels i was talking to a caterer the other day a caterer yeah he doesn't have much going on right now is he employed or is he not employed i mean he's employed because he may have one or two people having him cater some sort of event, maybe some upscale stuff happening in, you know, some small, like under 10 person gatherings indoor or under 50 outdoor, 25, whatever it is. Sure. But like not much. He's employed, but he's not making any money. I'm the same. You're employed. I'm employed. But but business is on hold. Yeah, barely making any money. So what are the real numbers of unemployed plus underemployed? that aren't taking milk from the government teat? Well, I guess if you're unemployed, that would qualify you too. And underemployed, there are still some ways that you could be getting it. So. Self-employed claiming under underemployment or less than normal income are able to get government benefits. They should, yeah. Yeah. In every way. Absolutely. Listen, this government uh, spending is not going to stop ever. It seems like it's a really hard ship to stop. Like it's it's a massive tractor trailer that is just full of like Olympic size weights and you can't just hit the brakes. Like you just it just doesn't work like that. No, you know? and I mean listen, we'll get into it. This is working out beautifully for a lot of people. Like Tell a me more. lot of people tell me well listen okay people i'm listening people need to shop so badly they have so much money bursting out of their pockets because they they haven't gone on vacations they haven't done you know a lot of they haven't gone for dinner every second night of the week like they didn't go on saturday night with the friends for 300 dollar dinner you know like they people have been saving not even meaning Mm to right Mm -hmm. so they're they, they're going shopping in Burlington and Hamilton. Like, we're going out there. We're going up to Vaughn Mills. People are going shopping because you are? can. No, are you crazy? Okay, I thought you said you said we are. I thought I thought no, maybe you are. No, I mean are. we as a as a species, we need to oh, move to the we need to move to the town <laughs> that's open, man. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we need. I don't know what the fuck Stuff. are people buying. We need shit, man. We, we need shit yeah. all, all right. over the place. <laughs> Right. So people in Toronto are traveling to Hamilton and Burlington to shop at malls and retail stores because you can. And there's nothing illegal with that. Right. But you also, you know, I was going to save this for the end. But Mr. Benjamin Tao, who is a, mm-hmm. I guess, country renowned economist for CIBC. CIBC yeah. He says, like, listen, where where people are hurt. And we've talked about this a bunch of times where people are hurt. These are the low-income renters that are hurt, right? It is, it's not the people that were planning on buying houses or that have the ability to buy houses. Most of them have their jobs. They're intact. And they've been able yeah. to save, yeah. right? And there's not enough supply of the product that they want, right? It's yeah. the people that make less money that are affected because their job is in the, in the, in the balance potentially or gone or underemployed or was shit to begin with. Right. And they, you know, who's making a lot of money right now. Realtors. The guy who's installing my deck this weekend. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And he'll be installing. Yeah. He'll be working. He's making a killing. I'm paying like 60% more than what I probably would have paid last summer because of wood costs. And, and I, the fact that I couldn't get anybody, but I got the quotes. And you I, wanted I looked, it done I, now. I had to get it done by the end of this season. I just felt like I didn't want to be going into the spring with, with no deck. Because when they did some work at my house, the old deck got taken out. And it was like everyone, like the, someone promised me to start in September, October. And so he finally came now by the end of 
November, and it's doing a great job, by the way. But a lot of money. A lot of money. So, so, but what, what Tal is talking about in here that I thought was interesting was the fact that, like, yeah, there's this crazy uh, K-shaped recovery, and people with th- that that are stable are doing amazing, right? There's a couple mm-hmm. of other things in here that I thought were interesting, but uh, anyways, it seems like people that are looking at the long term are very, very bullish on Toronto and the overall real estate market in Canada, but Toronto for sure. Um, prolonged bull market. I mean, we, we see that prices are still climbing regardless of what sales are doing. Like there's no correlation at the moment. So this week, just to give you an example, um, I have no deal of the week this week. I have I have no deal. I had you have a, deals I had of the week. I had no no no. I had an inspection fall through. I was in a twenty one offer presentation in Etobicoke. Twenty one offers on a property, right? Um, we have a conditional sale on something, but we'll talk about that maybe next week. But this week it was competitive buyers out there are lining up for certain properties and if it's the right property and it's unique and it's something that people have been waiting for everybody's interested there is not enough housing to satisfy the demand yeah well and and so this tal guy also says something interesting that and i think we've touched on it before is that the, the the pandemic is an accelerator of trends Right. So people were already leaving the city for whatever reasons, mainly affordability. Right. Like Mm -hmm. this has been going on forever. I mean, when I was a kid, there was none of these houses, like barely anything north of Steeles. Right. Like it Mm -hmm. was like farmland. And then slowly but surely, you know, like everybody's paying a million two in Milton. Yeah. Right. So. So like people even further than that, though, like that's the scary part right now. Um, advising people. So just so you know what happens, and this is so common in these times, it happens every single time that there's these urban sprawls that Toronto money leaves and goes into the small towns is the small town people, they're licking their lips and saying, oh boy, the Toronto money's coming because the houses are selling for $600,000. Then they build something nice and put a little lipstick on it. And all of a sudden they're getting a million. And then that Toronto buyer a couple of years later realizes they overpaid by a few hundred thousand dollars and there's nothing they can do. Yeah, but the, it takes years. the people sitting there licking their lips for every one of them, there's three people going, stay out of our city. You're ruining everything. Where am I going to move? Sure. Until it's time for them to sell their property. They picked up for 200 grand a few years ago. Oh, and then the Toronto money comes. So it's really, it really pays. And this is a trend that I'm seeing. It really pays to be dealing with a local agent in those markets. Because if you bring your cousin, the realtor from Toronto, and bring him up to um, Midland, Ontario, I promise you, one, you only have access to the Toronto Real Estate Board information, so you're missing out on all the board information up in those northern communities. And I promise you, you're going to overpay. And you're going to be competing with the other Toronto buyers who are also willing to overpay. So if you deal with the Midland agents, he'll, he'll send you the Midland Board information. You'll get access to the listings only on the Midland Board, not the Toronto one. So you'll bypass a lot of the Toronto traffic. But I, I, it's just crazy how people don't understand that. I guess it's uh, there's a lot of different factors. Well, we're in the middle of a crazy restructuring revolution, whatever. Like, this is what it feels like. There's a lot of confusion. People think mm-hmm. they know real estate. Like, me and my wife, we used to, when we would go to restaurants, we would sit there and listen to people, you know, around us. And I would say seven, at least seven times out of 10 people were talking about real estate or like renovations or something to do with the real estate market. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, did you see that? Like always, but everybody was talking real estate. It's like the hottest Mm -hmm. topic in the world, right? Everybody, but everybody thinks they know now and everybody thinks that they have access to all this information. And then on top of it, you have all these things all over the place changing and nobody Mm -hmm especially you and me have a clue what's really going on. Like, look, exactly. never in history has all of this been happening simultaneously where prices have no correlation with actual inventory and, and amount of sales, where right now we have a doubling of the sublease downtown office market. We have, you know, um, all these technology companies coming in and 
taking space and all these other companies like running for the hills trying to get rid of their space. You have people mm -hmm. heading for the hills in the suburbs and you have people licking their chops of all these great deals that they're about to buy downtown Toronto, right? I've also seen a few parking lots uh, in Toronto uh, sell in the last little bit. I was just doing some research on some, some deals. So I saw a couple parking lots that sold. So I think when, when people aren't parking their cars at the parking lot anymore because no one's coming downtown, right? Now, all of a sudden, it's a little bit more intriguing to take that developer's offer. Sure. Well, uh, there, uh, 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 a gas station, pretty prominent one, mm -hmm. just sold for a crazy amount of money. Greywood Developments bought a gas no station. Gas. No one's buying gas downtown. But these guys yeah. paid $4.6 million or something for the gas station downtown as part of like buying a bunch of gas stations uh, as a package. This one was allocated $4.6 million as the value. They just sold it for $73 million, like four, five, six years later. Yeah. Seventy-three. We need dollars. we need gas stations downtown. It's impossible to find one when you're down there, but the foresight is not there because right now there's a EV revolution. There's, EVs. A, there's a change in in patterns. So talk to auto auto garages. Talk to anybody in the automotive industry. Just talk to them and see what their business is like. And it's the worst year they've ever had. Yeah, I mean, we paid a lot of extra money for a a, a service center, a repair shop. Uh, mm -hmm. a year and a half ago. And this guy was like, yeah, I'm out. I'm selling my business. I'm done with this thing. Because he saw it was like starting Got to crater and he ended yeah. up being lucky, being a piece of a of an assembly, a necessary piece Ooh. of an assembly. Can I talk quickly about uh, that or no? Yeah, why not? All tree developments. That's who we're talking about, yeah. They're buying up everything along Kingston Road. Everything except for my site. Well, they they're they're like all they, over the place. They have three three sites right now in development along Kingston Road. Yeah, and probably well, another plus, one coming down the pipe. Yeah, that's a lot. Three of, on Kingston Road, but then they have two more just off Kingston Road. Where exactly. You're thinking, yeah. On Moorish, yeah, yeah, yeah. Moorish and Military Trail. So they have Moorish. They have the one that you sold or that you know mm -hmm. about across from Military Trail. The one I sold them at Military Trail. They have uh -huh. another one at like 2100 block Kingston Road and another one at like 1500 block Kingston Road. And they're in the yeah. news because they bought an apartment building and all the tenants are like going bananas. So explain that to me. So you've, you've tried to explain this to me before. So they have to replace rental units with affordable rental units. They can't just do any rental unit. It has to be affordable rental units. Yeah, for 20 years. But they're allowed they have to, to move sign a deal for 20 years. Halfway down the road? Well, they can offer that they're going to move them. They can give them money to move. There's a whole yeah. bunch of different arrangements that are acceptable. Uh, but okay. at the end of the day, I mean, they pretty much have to move. And they have a lot of time to figure it out. The problem is, is that, you know, they're in a probably pretty affordable units right now. And it's going to be impossible to find what they have for the amount of money that they're paying. Unless they move, like, way far away. But this is what happens everywhere. We uh -huh. have, we, I, I was working on a deal on Charles Street at Young and Bloor downtown. 100 units. Yeah. And it just did, like, you know, you have to factor it into the performance. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work so good. Depends, I guess, where it is, what you're paying, blah, 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 blah. I'm doing some uh, infill sites in Pickering right now. And I'm trying to get as much information from different people. And I'm looking at geo and i'm going over all the different scenarios that people have and just some people have the foresight you know like they just they knew that buying that lot for five hundred thousand because it's got you know 400 feet of depth and eventually is going to be able to be built on on the back connecting to the court that in the official plan is like just some people have got that information and they are ahead of the game right that's well, what it is some well, people just have it's important to be to to have the information which is all public information you just have to know what you want to look for it's like any other market right you have to know the rules and mm -hmm. you have to be disciplined enough not to buy stuff that doesn't kind of meet your parameters and you have to have money that's the most important thing it, you could have all the knowledge in the world but if you can't buy anything it doesn't really matter and it's it's really hard you know, unless you have a listing, unless you're an agent, it's pretty hard to be a developer with no money and make any money.
you know, find a deal and that make is, any money. Let's call that the truism of the day. Truism of the day. Very hard to make money as a developer when you have none. When you have no money. That's now, it. I am proof positive that it is not impossible. It is not impossible. It's, it's actually very, very possible. Yes. Well, I mean, somebody on the team has to have some money. Yes. <laughs> right? But if you have yes. no money and somebody on the team has no money, then guess what? It's it's even harder unless you partner up with another person to get more cha-ching. Exactly. Good. Well, what else we got, Daryl? We've got all kinds of stuff. This one is, I don't know why this one's even in the news. This is October. We're not going to talk about that. Canadian real estate prices surge in growth except for condos. This is old news. This one, where is this one? Hold on a sec. There was an article and I can't, here we go. Toronto's, this seems evil to me, okay? This, there's something behind this. We, we were talking about this last month or last week. Toronto's real estate board tells brokers, stop showing more than two years of sold data. What's this all about, TK? What's going on here, TK? Why can't we see three years ago's data, TK? Why are you holding back? So there's just a, there's an archive that the Toronto Real Estate Board has, right? So they, like when we're dealing with sales, like we want the most relevant data, which if you go back too far, how relevant is that data? Especially like typically, like in my career, as, as things grew, it was like if I went back three years, prices were way lower. So then it would be like, oh, don't worry about those sales. But because of 2017, the anomaly, every once in a while, you'll find a sale that you'll be like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe that guy got that price or, or whatever. Um, you know, should I take that into consideration or not? But we're talking about three years ago. That, that's a long time, mm. right? A lot's changed. That market was, you know, totally different than what it is today. So generally speaking, you should never need to know what was going on in that immediate area more than two years ago. And if you want to, there's an archive that you can go and look at to, to look at, you know, what that person paid for the house. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of other data on that. Um, trends, you know, very, very rarely do you have to have to go beyond even a year from before. Very rarely. Yeah, there I should mean, be enough data that is current market that you should be able to rely on. Even a year so, is too long. Like, yeah, especially this year. Especially <laughs> this year. Condos, 15 days. <laughs> What's going on in the last 15 days? No, that's that's an exaggeration. And then uh, it's houses. Not, it's not an exaggeration. Houses we, we want to kind of look at since June right now. What's going on since June? If you can't sell your condo, you can't move up. Will the drop in Toronto's downtown condominium prices spread to the detached house prices? Well, we're in a lockdown right now. So I don't know if that's going to be because of the condo people not being able to get out. There's still a lot of people who need to move into detached or freehold houses, but we're in a lockdown. So right now it's very, it's a very gray zone. Forgive the pun, but what's going to happen when Durham and York region go into the same gray zone, what's going to happen when the numbers spike and then, you know, the government starts getting involved again, like the government has the power to do all sorts of stuff. When they came in with those B20 measures, April 21st, 2017, it just shut everything down. Like it was instant. And that's, that's definitely possible. I mean, right now we're essential and everybody's saying avoid in-person showings and they're suggesting to uh, use technology to, to promote the properties and all that kind of stuff. But there really is no hard, language coming from the Ontario Real Estate Association, the Real Estate Council of Ontario, the Toronto Real Estate Board, these are all tied to the government. So if the government starts to impose their power and all of a sudden the real estate boards and, or, and organizations and associations come in and say, hey guys, guess what? This is what we want you to do. And this is how, then what happens in the real estate industry is People then hide. So this will happen in March. Everyone goes, oh, okay, yeah, we're not supposed to. And any realtor who is doing what they're not supposed to be doing gets shunned. 
you know, like they, you know, the, 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 the agents will call each other shamed. Shame. They will, they will go and, uh, go on the, uh, Shame. go online. They'll call them. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> They'll go online and do all sorts of stuff to, to make them understand. Like you shouldn't be doing open houses. You shouldn't have in-person showings. You shouldn't be going around showing more than two buyers at a time. Like there's a lot of stuff that could happen and that would drastically change. What about the neighbors the, going like, Hey, they're having way too many people at this house. Right. How come? So right now we don't see that, but that could happen. I the condos they're... could get worse if the condo boards get influenced by the overprotective members, and they could then shut down showings. There's a few buildings that have had that happen, although Con not as many as there's some condo uh, boards first, banning guests. Period. Yeah, but not as much as the first lockdown. A lot of people who did ban it the first lockdown, those condo boards are saying, no, we're still allowing it. We're having this different rules and stuff like that. But what I'm seeing is nowhere near the same amount as uh, March and April and May. Do you know anybody that plans to not see their family over the holidays? Yes. You do? Yep. You haven't been conniving with people of how you are going to do pull this off? I think the question was, do I know anybody? I don't think you were asking me well, what it, I was doing. There was a second question. It's called <laughs> a follow-up. The second question is, yes, I have been when plotting. You have been plotting. Okay, yeah. I've been plotting small gatherings under 10. And? How is that working out? Everyone seems very accepting. Um, but, I mean, the good news is that uh, mm -hmm. all of this... Um, behavior from everybody including myself because i'm plotting as well okay. um is why you know this thing is still kicking around and it's possible i think uh it's gonna get really bad soon because of the the, the vaccines coming and everybody's gonna be like okay <laughs> we got the vaccine i'll just get a coming. vaccine, just get a vaccine. Well, okay. everything's gonna be okay <laughs> no you okay. know what everybody's like i'm just gonna wait for everybody else to get the vaccine and see what happens and nobody's gonna take the vaccine Already in yeah. Alberta, they announced that vaccines will not be mandatory here. Yeah, Alberta's ruthless. I, I, what's going on over there is awesome. It's bad. It's bad. Well, what are, honestly, I have no idea. What are the numbers like, first of all? And seven, second, 1780 yeah, uh, yesterday, I think, in Alberta. So lower than Ontario. Yeah, but they, their population's a little different, too. True. Good point. Right? So. And they had, like, nothing a couple of weeks ago. It was, like, super low. And then all of a sudden, yeah. just bling, same thing with BC. Bling. You think there's yeah. a lot of people coming in from overseas, maybe out there again, flying around? There's a lot of planes still in the air. Well, we had 335,000 foreign visitors to Canada yeah. in 2020. And do you know what the protocols that were put in place for quarantines, for that 14-day quarantine that everybody was supposed to self-impose? You know what it was? Here, ready? Let's play. I'm gonna be the, the owner system. Yeah, I'm gonna be the guy. I'm gonna be the guy at, at the border. I'm gonna be border patrol. Okay, and okay. Gonna, and I'll be new. I'll be in, coming okay? to Canada. Hi, hey, hi. hi. I'm I'm coming to Canada. This is uh, what beautiful country. I'm just here to visit. I'll be here for a month. Is there anything that I need to do? Sorry, I can't. Sir? I can't hear you underneath that mask. Can you repeat that again? You're very muffled. I said I would think I'd like to get. <laughs> so is, is there any, is there any protocols that I need to follow now that I've that I've landed here? Just make sure you try and quarantine for 14 days. All right, so I'll make sure that I uh, eat enough carotene over the next one to four days. Thank you. I heard vitamin D is good. <laughs> <laughs> Lots you of know? vitamin D. <laughs> I think there's a little more to it than that, but you're right. That's I heard. What's I heard on. if you fly somewhere and you take a lot of vitamin D, that you can go out into the po into the population and and spread whatever it is you have, if yeah, you have. That's it. possible. But I, I also heard that they spent $36 million on hotels for people in some sort of regulated quarantine. So, you know. Yeah, those are people that are friends with politicians got to stay. For or those are the people that they looked into and were like, hey, listen, you just said you're going to quarantine, but it turns out you're going to go stay with your sister and her four kids and the tenant, and you can't go live with them. You need to go and live by yourself. And the person's like, I don't have any money. I'm just here to visit, you know, family. And they were like, all right, we'll put you up at the uh, Renaissance in the top of the Rogers Center because Cause we basically didn't pay there. for it. <laughs> we stole it from the taxpayers. 
Remember when we let you steal that hotel from us and the taxpayers? Well, we need a favor. We need to pay you <laughs> need, to house a bunch of people, people with the virus. To town. Right? Yeah, dignitaries. This is, these are very important people. Yeah. Well, so what's up? What else is new? What else is going on? There's not a lot going on. I mean, the news was bombarded with, with a lot of people uh, worried about the Rogers Center and this, uh, this restaurant. I mean, I guess I should have left it in. I took it out. But uh, I don't know if you heard. And, and oh. this, was, this was pretty serious Toronto news. Mm -hmm. I, I should have kept it in in hindsight. Um, somebody had the balls... To draw a gigantic penis in the snow in Leaside. This is news? This <laughs> was newsworthy this week. Okay. It was a slow week. Listen, okay. what's going on right now? Like What's there, going on? Like, I mean, there's, there's lots of stuff going, going on, on right? but there's so nothing new to Adamson talk about. Adamson's Barbecue really took over this week. Adamson's Barbecue was the big yeah. news. And, and is it the beginning of something? Or is it mm -hmm. the end of something or is it both simultaneously oh ah i think it's well, definitely the beginning of something maybe there's going to be a little small business revolt going on here in in major cities oh that true yeah 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 everyone i see a lot of people talking about that but i think they made an uh, example of adamson in fact i think adamson works for the government and i think he was He's just a basically mole? <laughs> he was just basically doing this so that they could arrest somebody so that no one else does it. I mean, that's the only logical story for someone to do to do what he did. Okay, Again, so guys, donate to his legal defense fund, Adamson Barbecue Legal Defense at GoFundMe.com. That's okay? right. Well, that, and the money is definitely going to a legitimate lawyer, it's, it's going to lawyer <laughs> for legitimate legal fees. 100%. Not to pay for rent. His lawyer yeah. is not his landlord. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Okay, I got, I got this great plan. We're going to keep the restaurant above board. We're going to keep yeah. this thing afloat. Right? That's smart. We're gonna, first, we're going to revolt against these fucking masks. He's a hero. This guy is um, a folk hero. He will go down. Like, you know, did you, did you, there was an article a few weeks ago about these uh, Toronto cards somebody drew like these toronto memories on these like cards like playing cards and was just hiding yeah. them around the city i guess yeah i guess you're busier than i am because i read that article okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyways maybe he's like chair girl you know she was one of the cards and that stupid ikea monkey nice. you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. major toronto monumental <laughs> moments right not, yeah, not stuff. Nothing about like, um, you know, freeing slaves or the, uh, you know, uh, anything, anything, anything worth mentioning. It's well, all. Let's mention that then. Let's mention that. What happened to all the street name changers? Yeah, Dundas Street. Was Were they at Adams Barbe Adamson's Barbecue the other day? Like, are those the same people? Like, what happened to all the people? Because that was a big thing going on in the pandemic, like in the in the May June months. What's that? Changing street names. Well, I mean, people needed something to do at the beginning. That kind of... Yeah. Listen, what happened, though? I can't even get a pre-consultation meeting with the city. Forget about, like, figuring out street <laughs> names right now. Okay? I don't think they broke any ground on that. I, I think they. I think all the street names are going to stay the same. I but Terry Fox was the highest voted Canadian uh, icon for the new $5 bill. Oh, wait. There was a vote? There was a vote, yeah. Was it, was it, uh, there's some, um, na like native heroes and a few other people that I I'm not too familiar with, but Terry Fox was a landslide win. And shockingly, I wasn't one of the options. No, you were there. You were I there. Just there. no one voted for you. Yeah. But not, not even my mother. No, no. She voted for Terry Fox too. It's Terry Fox. You can't compete with him, man. No. Marathon of hope. I've tried. You can obviously yeah. tell by my slim physique that I am. Yeah, you can't compete with him. That I'm, guy's. I'm working up to walking across this this country of ours. Yeah, Forrest Gump. I mean, that whole scene was based off of. I'm gonna start by walking up the stairs and making myself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on white bread. That's a good start. That's a good start. While I'm still eating bread, but tomorrow <laughs> I'm gonna start my diet. Okay. Um. So. 
what are people doing right now? I mean, they're sitting at home. They're um, they're less scared now than they were in March. It depends who you Much are. Less. Not 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 if you just fucking started getting a good paycheck again, and now your place is shut down. You're not you're not feeling okay, so good. Sorry, right now. you're right. I mean, I I let me misword. I misworded that. If you're in the you're top much, line, you're of much the less scared of the virus today than you were back in March. Hmm. That's the general overall sentiment that I'm seeing. Which makes a lot of sense, considering in March we had 20 cases and now we have yeah. 1855 in a day. Yeah, there's 200,000 people who had died and now there's millions. Well, listen, we're in that same camp. I mean, we're like daily having the conversation about how everybody else goes out and does everything and we're sitting here and nobody, mm -hmm. nobody we know is getting it. Like, who is, mm -hmm. who are all the people getting it? Where are they? Well, then the uh, one of the health, um, I don't know if it's a health minister or one of the doctors that's working on the provincial team. Um, you know, I love how they just take little clips of people's videos because I didn't hear the whole thing. But of course, I, I saw the, the clip that says, you know, in areas that have low levels of uh, COVID have close to 50% false positives, which I've heard that many times, right? So there's a lot of false positives that come out in areas of populations that don't have a lot of COVID and they're all readings that are maybe different things, different viruses, different colds, whatever it is. Right. So what are the numbers? What are the real numbers? Daryl? I don't know. I don't think we'll ever know. Uh, what I don't I, think we'll ever know. I'm positive that our yeah. numbers are slightly more accurate than China's. If there was a scale of accuracy on a scale of one to 10, one being not very accurate, 10 being completely 100% accurate, China would probably be around a one or the two. And Canada would probably be around a seven. Good old seven. Ooh. Seven's respectable. Seven's respectable. That's why we are now, according to a study, what they did was they um, went in Google search terms and they looked at all the countries in the world in all different languages, and they said people who are Googling things like moving to destination, living in destination, working in destination, and based off of search terms, they said that Canada is the most desirable place to live in the world. We had 30 countries that we were the number one search country. The second place was Japan, which was 13 um, 13 uh, different countries searched living in Japan, working in Japan on Google. So that was their favorite country. So we, we won by a landslide. All the other countries were much lower than that. Guess what? Can Canadians, guess where they want to live? We're the number one country that they Google to find out how to move to and work in. Mm, there are many, many choices. I'm going to say... I have no idea. Japan. Japan. We've contributed to one of their thirteen countries. Yeah, so that's um. Hey, that's People cool. From I like Japan. Canada want to move to Japan. Absolutely, yeah. And there was a lot of European countries too that were getting Canadians as well because people who have. Um, oh no, that was the U.S. In the U.S., there was a lot of European countries because people have spouses who live in this in the um. Uh, in the in Europe, maybe so about five hundred and fifty thousand people in the first. Uh, quarter or first half of 2020 actually said i don't want to be a u.s citizen anymore and gave up their uh whatever if, if that's a passport or citizenship or maybe just residency and moved to somewhere in europe that's a lot of people hmm. so japan actually as i as i'm hearing this from you kind of makes sense like one warren buffett mm -hmm. has put a huge amount of money into japan lately which means he must know something Okay, that's one. Two, Japan has been kind of like flat as an economy for decades now, right? They haven't mm -hmm. had like any real growth. They've had a good economy, one of the biggest in the world, but like not much growth ever. Um, mm -hmm. But there's a lot of wealthy people and there's a lot of people holding a ton of assets there right now. And it's very first worldly, like it's a huge, huge, crazy developed city. Um Japan's Those, a country. I, 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 I know. <laughs> Tokyo. Sorry, Tokyo. But like, it's crazy. Yeah. But even a lot, there's a lot of cities in Japan that are pretty well built up as far as like kind of high rise. Imagine dense there are a lot of people there. It's crazy yeah. the amount of people there. Yeah. So, so um, 
and, and with every single economy on the planet now printing money like at will, right? Mm-hmm. Just inflating assets like crazy. So they've got a huge stock market, right? Huge real estate market. And if, if assets are going to be inflating like crazy and cash is going to be going down in value, there's going to be mm-hmm. a lot of growth in Japan maybe finally. And then if all people yeah. start flooding in there for investments now all of a sudden and certain follow That's what they're saying yeah. is that the Western world is, uh, you know, our rates are going to be low. Like the, retur- the re- rate of return on all our investments are going to be very low for a long time. And if you want and are familiar with international investment, then yeah, heading east, that's where, that's where it's at. Korea, Japan. Yeah, I have China. no idea what, where it's at. I mean, right now all these countries are in various stages of either – um, making new allies or, or like starting wars with old allies or, or right? Like the States and China is a mess. It's mm. insane. Even Canada and China is pretty bad right now. Our, our diplomatic relations, right? We're having a lot of problems with them over Huawei. Yeah. Seriously. Huawei, look, th- we, we're holding their prisoners. They're holding our prisoners. There's all kinds of stuff going on with technology. But how are they treating? Like, think about it. Let's just say we got into a battle of, you know, tit for tat with China. So they held some of our trusted representatives yeah. under their care in yeah. their judicial system. Yeah. And we did the same with theirs. Oh, yeah. She's in Who, a mansion in Vancouver. Worst, the worst treatment here. And who's she, winning? She's, on a, she's in a mansion in Vancouver with, like, armed guards and a little ankle bracelet. And, yeah. and they're probably in some cell basement with, like, a sliver of light coming through a crack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? They're like, what is going on? You want Why food? Are you doing that? Free Wow Ming. You want, yeah. you want food? You want a toilet? You see, you see your friend over there? You're hungry, are you? Yeah. See? Bad, right? It's, I think they're just treated a little differently. But that could be an over-stereotypical version of what's happening based on my film knowledge. And my limited experience with any type of jails and luckily, East Asian uh, facilities. Luckily, yes. I have zero um, knowledge of what it's like to be inside of a jail currently but <laughs> currently so far currently but uh hopefully hopefully they figure that out yeah because china's china's important i mean i'm just like uh you know love and peace and spread spread it all over the world everyone should just get along i don't think there should any there should be any issues or we should be fighting with anybody everyone should just be working together to try to make their uh make their economies grow right but i guess that's what it is there's a competition you know, for money. And if you, there's if only you can't, so if, much money that can be printed in a there's day. There's only so much money. So I, I want to, uh, I want to have what I need before you get what you want, right? Now, uh, what do you think about the cryptocurrencies? I don't really give cryptocurrencies much thought. I mean, I well, think, right now, like, I think the idea of, of them. Bitcoin. Yeah, listen. I mean, I've, I've never had balls enough to invest in Bitcoin. I, I, mm-hmm. I, 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 the theology behind Bitcoin and a decentralized fi- financial system sounds very appealing, but it sounds to me like all of the governments are going to do their best to squash the shit out of that thing by making mm-hmm. their own like e-currencies. Mm-hmm. They all seem to be racing to, to make their own digital currencies now, which like... Most people don't even know anything about Bitcoin, right? Most people no. don't give two shits about Bitcoin. It's like the same as no. gold, right? How many people, like, can you have a conversation about gold and silver with, right? It's mm-hmm. the same people that talk about Bitcoin. So, I mean, people are going to make their fortune in Bitcoin. I'm not going to be one of them for sure, at least not right now. I mean, how much do you need 30 grand to buy one Bitcoin? It's 17,000 US right now. $17,000 to buy one Bitcoin. That could yeah. be worth what in five years? I don't know. I, I nothing. See, well, it could be worth nothing. Could be worth it could be nothing. Grand. It could be 100,000. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, don't, I don't have a clue. The, the, the idea of cryptocurrency is brilliant. And people are making a bloody fortune all over the place. 
mm-hmm. there's so many people that have s- – it's like the oil industry. Like you have to – you're going to have to pry this thing out of these people's hands. The, uh, the, the, for these people to not make all this money off of money anymore, mm-hmm. it's going to be a fight. They're going to go down swinging, whoever they are. Mm-hmm. Right? I feel like um, – oil is definitely something that's low right now, right? Like that is going to come back. Like anybody who's looking at like, Hey, should I invest in gold? I feel like, yeah, gold's like pretty expensive. Why would you want to jump into something like that price? I could be wrong and don't take my investment advice, yeah, I think but you're oil, right. it seems like it's a bargain. Yeah. Oil's a bargain, but oil's a, uh, oil's like, it's like investing in blockbuster, you know, maybe, 10 years before they went out of business. <laughs> no, but really, you know, we're hoping you're hoping that you don't have to rent VHSs anymore. It's right? like, like you work, you work at Netflix and you're buying yeah. blockbuster stock. It's like, yeah, 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 you yeah, know, yeah. oil's gonna disappear. You have all these car companies starting with electronic vehicles. You have Tesla going bananas, like bananas beyond uh-huh. anything. Most people comprehend because they look at them as a car company. But anyways, that's a whole other topic. Tesla's sure. bananas as a car company. Volkswagen now announced that they have to turn into a company that sells software through many vehicles. You have Apple talking about getting into electric vehicles because it, mm-hmm. it, it all becomes what, what electric vehicles are becoming is like an, another phone or a laptop. It's like a computer yeah, on yeah. wheels, right? It's a place to get people's attention, right? Which yeah, is what that's going to be so cool. If you watch everything just integrated, if you watch, I can't connect the Bluetooth sometimes. It's horrible. Yeah. Well, soon you won't have to think about it. Like soon soon I won't have to do anything. No, the car will be my phone. No, soon you're going to put in your, your, your lens and you're going to go on your merry way, or you may not even have to, because they'll put a little chip in your brainstem. All right. Well, that could happen. I was just trying to get like a car with like, you know what I mean? Like GPS well, and but that car, maybe some like that car, on, on windshield display, you know, like text messages or something like that's that. That's bullshit. Listen, you're going to have a chip in your head, okay? <laughs> and it's going to summon the car when you think about it. This is, who's going to put it there? The robots? No, well, they, there will be a robot involved in the surgery, yes. Yeah. Haven't you Beautiful. seen Elon Musk's Neuralink videos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, all good. It's, it's a, all good concepts. It's though. happening. That's happening. Yeah. It's all happening. On it. It's all happening. So, We're going to be part of it. We're going to build factories that are vertical in cities that are run by robots and drones and guys with chips in their heads. And we're going to like it. Okay. So let's wrap up uh, with our market predictions. Ooh. Okay. We're at the end of November. End of we're November. going into the holiday season. All right. What are we what's predicting? What's going to happen over the next what's going to happen over the next um, 30 days going into the holiday season is a lot less people are going to be putting their houses on the market than they already have. A lot of condo people are going to find ways to not have to sell their condo. The writing is going to be on the wall for them. It's either you take less money or you just take it off the market. Right? So that'll hurt the inventory. And as long as interest rates are low, there'll still be some, uh, anxious buyers out there looking for properties, trying to find the best possible deal. And depending on what the government does, the market will continue on the on the path that it is currently on, or it won't. You hear it here <laughs> first, everybody. If you're still listening, you just right? got and How gold. come you haven't talked about liking and subscribing yet, Daryl? Come on, man. It's you're, a, the, you're the PR guy. You see, so... We should have. That is for sure. Um, I want to take you back to some earlier videos where your attitude towards asking people to like and subscribe was that they knew it already. But what we have seen, evidence of, hard evidence, is that when we do ask, somehow it triggers people to do it. So if, for some strange reason, you at the 57-minute mark are still in on this deal, Congratulations, and please subscribe if you haven't already. There's a lot of people that are actually watching these that aren't subscribed. If by lots of people you mean a couple of people. Yes, more than one. If this was an article that Uh I was writing about our subscription base at the moment, I would be able to say, that in the last 28 days, the Toronto Real Estate Show's 
fan base has increased by 33%. Wow. That's like probably the fastest growing podcast in, in the um, world. <laughs> in, in Toronto. Out of all podcasts. The Toronto Real Estate Show is the fastest growing podcast in the... Stay tuned. Yes. Thank you, Daryl. We I appreciate it. We need to keep people interested in this for next time. <laughs> There's the hook. Wait till we talk about next week's In big next week episode, we might talk about the condo market. We have a big announcement next episode. Oh. And the market number the market stats will be coming out probably by next week. Maybe. We will have hit a giant milestone for the channel next yes stay tuned beautiful and beautiful enter for your chance to win (laughs) something from daryl's house that is currently on marketplace that's right (laughs) i am currently trying to unload a tape measure it can be yours for three dollars pick up only thank you oh boy (laughs) all right (laughs) daryl adios muchacho okay thanks New on Curiosity Stream, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Kim Kardashian. Tycoons are in many ways the lifeblood of society. They are willing to put everything out there. They're willing to lose everything. See how the super elite use their money and power to shape our lives on Tycoons. Plus, from Japan's unbreakable super code to the algorithm mining your Bitcoin, we're breaking down the world's most famous encryptions on cracking the code. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.